0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card,
1: right this way,
0: it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials.
0: Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's
1: PACASO.com.
0: Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. From the Cavaliers Radio Production Studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in downtown Cleveland. Hi again, everybody. It is indeed Cavs HQ. Great to have you with us as we are on the eve of the 21-22 basketball campaign getting underway. Preseason game number one tomorrow night in Chicago when the Cavaliers take on the Bulls. Jim, uh, as much as we like watching practice and scrimmages uh, there's nothing like real-life basketball and, of course, uh, real game action tomorrow night with the Bulls. It's going to be interesting to see how things unfold.
2: Yeah, you know, it's part of the process. And uh, we have a, a lot of players who have not played together. So it does take time to groove. You know, Tim, they have five preseason games. And then it looks like they're going to have about five or six days of a lot of practice time where they can continue to fine-tune themselves for the start of the season.
0: Yeah, we've got an interesting show coming up, of course, so we're going to hear from several players and Kobe Altman and the voice of the Chicago Bulls, Chuck Swirsky, who's going to stop by and pay us a visit. So stay with us. We've got a jam-packed hour ahead. Cabs HQ, presented by Betway. Jim and I will get things rolling right after this on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Sexton picks it up. Sexton on the dribble to the line, to the lane, and with the right hand, scored, and a foul! Sexton with a chance for an and one. Garland, three ball. Cavs up by two! There is Garland drains the bomb from the right side. Sexton out front to Agoro. Isaac running the lane. He's dumped it home! Oh, what a thunderous dunk by the rookie! And we welcome you back, Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Great to have you with us. As we are just about ready to get Cavaliers basketball underway, preseason game number one tomorrow night in Chicago, as the Cavs will be taking on the Chicago Bulls, the first of five preseason games before the regular season will open up on October 20th in Memphis. Great to have you with us on this week's edition of Cavs HQ, Tim Elcorn, Jim Jones, and of course. Jim, you and I were at the Wine and Gold scrimmage on Saturday afternoon at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, and of course, uh, it was kind of a neat opportunity for the fans to see the new guys and, of course, uh, the players that Kurt and Marty just put together in that highlight package as they kind of came out and had some fun and displayed their skills and got some work in. And, boy, when you see them get up and down the floor, uh, it's really exciting to see the nucleus of the team and the framework of the team that Kobe Altman has put together.
2: Well, it's all about potential, you know, because uh, we're still depending on those young draft choices to somewhere turn the corner. But they addressed some things, Tim, you know, that have made them uh, potentially a lot better team. Their offensive efficiency last year was 28th in the league. They only scored 103 points based on 100 shots taken. And their defensive efficiency was 112. That was 25th. Wow. They addressed both of those situations by bringing in marketing. and They brought in Rubio, who can defend and is an exceptional defender. But uh, they also brought in uh, this young kid who was our first-round pick who likes to defend and putting him in there with marketing. And sometimes, you know, to go along with the big fella, Allen, gives you better paint protection, but they addressed all of those things. They had the 29th worst bench in the league, 30 points a game. Can you imagine and or Rubio coming off the bench and adding that extra punch that we need so much when these guys are tired? I just think they did everything that they're supposed to do.
0: Well, Jim, you lead in perfectly to our first cut with uh, Kobe Altman, who was at the Wine and Gold scrimmage on Saturday afternoon. He had a chance to stop by uh, the live stream that I was privileged to co-host, along with Joe Gabriel and Rafa. And yeah, Kobe said it was a great summer for this organization.
3: Obviously, we added a tremendous amount of talent through the draft, through trade, and free agency as well. But in terms of the success of the offseason, I think it started in Vegas uh, when we had Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Jared Allen, uh, Dean Wade, Dylan Windler. them all come out to Vegas on their own to support the Summer League team.
0: But that speaks volumes, Jim, that those guys went out there to say, hey, we're behind you, we're supporting you. Uh, that's some real bonding and some chemistry growing.
2: Yeah, it is. It's a uh, hope, it's uh, high expectations. And uh, it's a team that's tired of losing. And uh, when you get those new bodies and all the talent, I mean, who are we fooling? It's a talent-driven league. Right. And the more talent that you get, the better chances you'll have to win. Because in the East, the Eastern Conference has just become the toughest conference in NBA basketball.
0: Yeah, you and I talked about that a couple of weeks ago here on HQ, the fact that so many teams in the Eastern Conference got better during the offseason uh, including the Cavaliers and Kobe on Saturday afternoon was talking about the fans not only coming back to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse this season but the fact that the fans are excited about this basketball team being assembled.
3: These are the best fans in the world um, like I said they're generational their parents their grandparents their great grandparents uh, have all been northeast Ohio Cleveland um, and Cavs fans for a very, very long time, and they're all excited. You, you talk to people on the street, you talk to um, fans through uh, social media channels, whatever it be, um, they're all excited about, obviously, um, the young nucleus that we have and the young core, uh, but also um, the, the pieces that we put together um, that are going to be here for a long time. And so I think they know they can grow with us um, and be supportive of us, but we're, we're really excited to – to, to bring that atmosphere back to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse.
0: Yeah, Jim, to Kobe's point there, there is a buzz about this basketball team. You and I have been out and about during the off season, meeting with some of our radio network affiliates and so forth, and you get the sense that people are excited about the direction this team is taking.
2: Well, they love Sexton. You know, he's less than 25 years old. Guy averaged 24 points a game. And basically, fundamentally, every night, he was the guy that everyone was trying to slow down. And he still somehow, some way, through his great creative talents, was able to average almost 25 points a game. Then think about it. Then young Garland goes to the Olympic tryouts, turns it out. They even had him practice, you know, with the Olympic team, and they said that he was truly outstanding. So, you know, he'll be an Olympian in the future. And then the comments by Curry pertaining yes. to uh, Garland and his abilities. I mean, just think about it. You've got two dynamic young players. Now you bring in the third pick in the draft, who by most estimates and based upon what I've seen, is going to be a superstar. One day this kid, isn't, he, he won't be good. He'll be a superstar. And uh, he's with the right people. They're going to nurture this kid. He's got a tremendous body, just needs to get a little stronger. But his skill set, Tim, you and I have have, have noticed it. it is unbelievable for a 19-year-old.
0: Yeah, and the, the, the sky's the limit for Evan Mobley. I mean, this young man could really be a special and elite NBA player. Now, he's one of the youngsters on the team. And, of course, the Cavaliers uh, with expectations this year of Competing for a playoff spot and playing meaningful basketball games as the month of April rolls around as far as competing for a postseason berth and Kobe Altman on Saturday afternoon during that wine and gold scrimmage talked about the fact that you bring some veterans in to help this young team make that playoff push.
3: We have some some real veterans that I think will help us take that next step forward. you know Kevin loves in great shape um, he's ready to really help uh, this franchise take a step forward. Ricky Rubio. Um, his leadership 's going to be immensely important for us, um, and we want to have an eye towards that postseason as we 're you know getting to the last third of the season you know, after play after after all star break and I think when you talk to our guys that 's certainly what they have their mindset on
0: as they should and jim as as Kobe just mentioned there veteran guys that know what it takes to win, that can kind of show these young kids this is what you need to do. This is what we need to do collectively to get ourselves into a postseason berth.
2: Yeah, you're exactly right. I thought that, you know, one of the things, you know, when I played with some bad teams, there weren't many. I was very fortunate. But when I did play with a couple of years with a couple of bad teams, uh, we had veterans. When we got to that third straight lost him, they would look at us and fundamentally say, hey, that's enough. This is what we need to do. We didn't have that, and we haven't had that for the last two years. Veterans that can stop the bleeding, veterans that can give young players another perspective and uh, make them face up to the reality that this is how you win, and we need to be winning games. You know, sometimes you go out there and you're a young player, and you've lost five or six games in a row, and you think by just playing hard, that gets it done. Well, it doesn't work in this league because everybody plays hard. You need an edge, and that edge is, is taking something from your experienced veterans that you can add to the game that will give you a chance to win. I think it's a great move, and I think it's one of the things that you have to do when you're building a team. When do you bring the veterans in? And last year, Kobe said, you know, now we need to bring veteran players in. And so they're staying true to what they need to do.
0: And, of course, uh, you've got to have a winning culture. And Kobe Altman talked about J.B. Bickerstaff building that winning culture with the Cavs.
3: A big shout-out should go to Coach J.B. Bickerstaff and, and his staff for creating a culture and environment that guys want to come back to and be a part of.
0: Talent, veterans, and culture. Hopefully it all adds up to a winning season for the Cavaliers. So we'll take a quick timeout on Cavs HQ when we come back. Well, Kobe just referenced J.B. Bickerstaff there. We'll hear from J.B. as well as assistant coach Greg Buckner. That follows this on Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Allen hands it off to Garland. Garland lobbed to Allen. Pow! With two hands. The throw to the fro. Love out front. Long three. Good! Kevin Love. Oh, my goodness. From the Vermillion Lagoons. Whips it in the lane to Stevens. Pow!
2: With two hands. And that's the power of the bench
0: players. And we welcome you back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Gert McLaughlin, Marty Allen on the other side of the window, racking up those highlights. <laughs> Jim Jones, I look forward to making some exciting calls again this year. I can't wait to get back. And, of course, it all starts tomorrow night out in Chicago, preseason game number one for the Cavaliers as they take on the Bulls. What you hear some of those young players uh, with those highlights, and you think, man, they're just going to get better and better.
2: Yeah, and they are, Tim, you know, experience is the denominator for them. Now they're in, most of them are into the second or third year with, well, well, maybe a year and a half with JB. Now you have a better understanding of how his system works. Now he's constantly tweaking his system because of the added talent that he has and the potential of guys to play together. And now you're going to have three or four bench players who could really be significant. So the whole philosophy has to be adjusted. But one thing he's been consistently talking about, and that's pace of game. They want to play in an up-tempo game. That means early in the shot clock, pushing the ball up the floor with the pass or the dribble, Being a threat early in the clock, I think it's a formula for success. Well,
0: again, Jim, you're great on the lead-in as we start to hear from some coaches in this segment and hearkening back to the wine and gold scrimmage on Saturday afternoon at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Assistant coach Greg Buckner was nice enough to stop by and join us during the live stream on Cavs.com. And you mentioned the talent and the influx and the options that it gives head coach J.B. Bickerstaff. Well, Greg Buckner was asked about how excited he is and the staff is to try those different combinations out on the floor.
4: It's very exciting, but myself and JB both skipped chemistry. We was in gym class. <laughs> so we was putting those combinations together in gym, you know. Um, but we're very excited. I mean, you got so many different pieces. you got tall guys that are very talented that can play on the perimeter and play on the inside. you got small guys that can really score got those in-between guys like Swiss Army 9 so we're very excited the way um, Kobe put this team together uh, and so we can do different things on both the offensive side of the basketball and the defensive side of the basketball
0: and Jim when you look at the five preseason games I mean there'll be a scoreboard but uh, we won't pay a whole lot of attention to that but we'll be watching for those combinations out on the floor that JB and the staff put together at different aspects of those games
2: yeah, and that's important, Tim, because that, that that's what stops the bleeding, and that's what stops the runs. When you can look down your bench and you have a, a matchup that can compete, and I just thought for the last couple of years, JB's hands have been strapped because of the inexperience and the youth. When he looked down the bench, he had a bunch of young kids who were going to play, but they really weren't what he needed at the time. I think they went out and they addressed that. The reason why I keep bringing that up, that they're addressing their needs, because a lot of teams say they're going to address their needs, but they never quite finish it. I think the Cavs are getting there. I think they're doing what they have to do. And we haven't talked much about that bench, but that bench is significant because, in order to minimize injuries because of fatigue and playing a lot of hard minutes, right now you've got some veteran guys to go to that can come off that bench.
0: Yeah, it should be, uh, you know, eight, nine, ten deep as far as uh, JB's rotation is concerned. Now, going back to Greg Buckner and his appearance on Cavs.com on Saturday, we talked about each coach has a system. Jim, you and I have talked about this before, and and you, you have to stay with your system, but on the flip side, there's a balancing act because you have to also coach to your talent as far as what the talent is that you're working with as far as those combinations and so forth. And Greg Buckner talked about that, just adjusting to your team's talent
4: while staying within the system. As a coach, you better be a, a guy that can adjust on the fly, You, you know, especially in the NBA. So your system definitely is your foundation, but you have to be able to adjust. You, know, you have to adjust from week to week and sometimes half to half. And Coach has done that uh, throughout his career uh, multiple times. But This year, I think we're going to play a little faster. Uh, that's, a, that's what we talked about going into training camp, playing faster. Obviously, we've got to get up more threes last year was at the bottom of the NBA getting up threes and more importantly you got to make threes <laughs> I mean you can't just be out there <laughs> jacking and, and not making shots so you got to make shots and then we got you know be a better defensive rebounding team than we were last year and we got to keep guys out of paint like we did a little bit last year and force team to shoot contested jump shots uh, on the defensive end if we do those things we think we got have the chance to be really good and a team that's going to be in the playoffs
0: and Jim to your point uh, the offseason acquisitions and the moves made by Kobe Altman have addressed those needs.
2: Yeah, yeah, they have. But, Tim, they're, going back to his system, traditionally there's two types of coaches. And usually they come from a perspective of those that have played that have become coaches. And then those guys who have not played but in their own right are exceptional coaches. And those guys that haven't played, we call them system coaches. You know, they have a system You know, they'll try to put a square in a round peg, you know, but they're going to stay to their system because that's where their strength is. But many of the guys who played basketball in the NBA who then become coaches, they coach from field, and uh, that means they're able to adjust based upon their own experience as a player. They have uh, that innate ability to understand what it takes at any given time based on time and score. Uh, the system guys do that too, but not as often as a coach who coaches from field. Lenny Wilkins was a field coach. You know, he had a feel for the game because he played it and he was a great point guard. Mike Fratello was a systems guy and he was very successful in running his system. So but now, based upon the new influx of talent and the combinations of youth and veterans, you got to be a little bit of both. Well,
0: that's a great point, Jim. Well, that is really, really well said. Well, let's hear from JB, the head coach of the Cavaliers, JB Bickerstaff, and following the wine and gold scrimmage on Saturday afternoon, uh, JB had a chat with some of the media members, and he said, listen, we want to be fluid out there on the floor. We want to move. In essence, uh, we want to play positionless basketball. When we get to the depths of this that we hope we can, you know, we're going to be in a lot of five-out spacing. And all of those spots are going to be interchangeable. And then that's when we'll really be dangerous Um, because what it comes down to is people just filling positions and then allowing their skill set to work from those positions.
1: So, uh, you know, the four and five uh, are interchangeable uh, and they can do, you know, because of their skill set, they can do similar things. Uh, You know, I think
0: Jared is is a little different, uh, you know, with his his rim rolling uh, and the threat that he provides there. Uh, but I think, you know, all of those positions are interchangeable, and you'll see those guys, all of them playing both of those spots. Jim, you referenced earlier trying to put a square peg in a round hole, and I think <laughs> what JB's saying there is, listen, you don't have that classic two guard, that classic, you know, three, small forward, four, power forward. Now everybody's interchangeable out there.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's what we call the new talent profile. And when you talk positionless, uh, at least from the offensive side, anybody that's on the floor in any position should be a scoring threat that's that that's what makes the defense have to adjust and gives you an advantage on the on the defensive side uh, you want guys who are physically gifted enough where they can play multiple positions. Because this game still fundamentally comes back to can I match up my 6'10 with your 6'10? Can I match up my quick guard with your quick guard? Okay, now let's go from here and see who has the better strategy. And now you can do that because the Cavs have improved their talent base. Boy,
0: no doubt about it. Boy, good stuff. Jim Jones, as always, with
2: tremendous insights
0: here on Cavs HQ. We'll take a timeout when we come back. We'll hear from two of the newest members of the Cavaliers, Lowry Marketing and Ricky Rubio. We'll get their thoughts on joining this Cavs team and the 21-22 season ahead. So stay with us when we'll hear from Lowry and Ricky. That follows this on Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cleveland Cavaliers radio network. The Community Relations Team Member Volunteer Program launched during the close of September as team members from the Cavaliers, Charge, Monsters, Legion, and Fieldhouse came together to give back to their community. From cleaning up Edgewater Beach with Drink Local, Drink Tap, to painting projects at the City Mission's Laura's Home, helping care for animals in various ways at Northeast Ohio SPCA, and handing out nourishing food at the Muni lot with the Greater Cleveland Food Bank. The full week of service made quite the impact. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be right back with more Cavs HQ right after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Garland splits a double team, got it to Love in the lane to a Coral. Left corner, Wade, three, got it! Dean Wade, it's the three ball. All oh, the three balls that the Cavaliers have dialed up here in the fourth
3: quarter have been huge. We gotta hold each other accountable. Uh, I feel like we gotta make sure we're doing what's supposed to. Uh, and it, know that it's coming from a good place. And know, like, guys are, they want the best for us. If, if I see Darius not doing what he's supposed to, or I see him messing around. And, I'm going to let him know. He's going to let me know if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. Like, even in the games, even last year, even in the summer, he like, come on, too, let's go. Like Or even like Kevin Love, like everyone. Everyone should be able to say something to each other and um, know that it's coming from a good place. I love that comment
0: from Colin Sexton as we welcome you back to Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Great to have you with us on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn, Jim Jones, and, of course, the dynamic duo on the other side of the window. Kurt McLaughlin and Marty Allen. And, boy, Jim, it's refreshing to hear a young player kind of vocally show some leadership there about accountability. Everybody needs to be held accountable to everybody else on that basketball team.
2: Yeah, I think they will. You know, I think they will. You know, what Sexton's got to understand, and uh, I think he does now, is that it's not so much what you say, it's what you do. When you're in situations that you normally would take that mid-range, but you see someone in the short corner wide open, do you pass him the ball? That says volumes more than you chastising someone for something that you think they should have done. I'm like this with young players. Don't check me verbally. Show me. Right. You know, I believe in that. I mean, I'm just, let me tell you, I'm 19 years old. I'm playing with the New York Nets. I'm the sixth man coming off the bench. I thought I was better than Billy Pulse, but I wasn't. And Billy's the starting center. And every time I go in and come out, we got guys who are sitting at the end of the bench telling me what I should be doing. And they said, well, you need to do this, you need to do that. Hey, no, no, that's wrong. So I'm the kind of guy, I speak up, I said, listen. I said, don't tell me nothing. Well, I'm just because we're on radio. I said, don't tell me nothing unless you're doing it. And they all looked at me and they said, "Uh, he doesn't want to learn. Yeah, show me. Show me in practices. Show me when you get in the game what you're doing. Actions speak tons of volume. And that's where we are with our young players. More so than checking someone verbally, show me. Show me in your actions. That's how teams build strength. Not by words, but by actions. Boy, great point, Jim. Well, of course,
0: uh, a guy that Jim and I are really looking forward to watching and, of course, calling on the Cavaliers Radio Network, newcomer Lowry Marketing, as he was acquired in a three-team trade during the offseason from the Chicago Bulls. and. Laurie seems to be settling in just quite fine with this Cavalier basketball team. And after the wine and gold scrimmage on Saturday, uh, he was asked about the composition and the makeup of this ball club. And he said, hey, when we
5: get out and run with the ball, we're going to be really tough. Playing in transition, trying to be in really good shape to be able to run the floor the whole game. And that's going to be the hardest thing for guys to guard. So I think that we can create our best offense in transition. That's just everybody needs sacrifice and make be willing to actually run the floor. And I think we've, we've had a really good practice time. We have really good group of guys that are willing to do that. So it's going to create open looks, not just for me, but for everybody.
0: Yeah, Jim, we talked earlier about the Cavs' desperate need to improve three-point shooting off of last season. And Laurie Marketing, uh is a guy that can knock down shots from a long, long way out. He'll definitely improve that aspect of the Cavs' game.
2: Yeah, and you and I both have experience when the Cavs have had their runs and the ball movement is a beautiful thing to watch in the body movement. And then they've made maybe a couple of baskets, even three or four in a row in three possessions or four possessions down the floor. Then they throw it to the corner and a guy misses a wide open three. That hurts because that kills your momentum. You know, we have a guy now, two guys and three in Pangos, uh, Rubio and uh, Lowry you know, three young guys. So if they're open, Tim, they can make shots. That is huge in our league. Oh, absolutely. There's
0: no doubt. And another thought from Laurie and he said after the Wine and Gold scrimmage, uh, as I mentioned earlier, he's settling in just fine. He's adjusting to this team well.
5: I think I'm acclimating pretty well. Guys welcome me with open arms. We've been having a good time. And like I said, there's no bad guys in the locker room. I, I think everybody's just happy to be around each other. So that made it a lot easier. Jim, in
0: listening to Laurie right there, I mean, yes, you can settle in and through practices and so forth, but in the end, you need game action, correct? Uh, starting tomorrow night in Chicago.
2: Yeah, you really do. And and that's what preseason is about. A lot of people say it's about conditioning. Not really, because these guys practice and work out all through the season and, and after the season. This is more about getting a feel for your teammate establishing your routine about how in the year of protocol, things are going to be a lot different. And that's what this is about. Uh, it is difficult for a player who has a family like Lowry does. And then uh, you're trying to make that adjustment, you know, to come to a new place makes it a lot easier when they want you. And I remember him saying that in a couple of interviews, you know, uh, from, from Chicago, he said, it just good. It feels so good to be wanted because that's a huge motivating factor for any player. Boy, the, uh,
0: yes, the motivational factor, the psychological aspect, the mental approach to the game. And, of course, uh, not only Lowry marketing, new to this Cavalier team, but a terrific off-season acquisition in guard Ricky Rubio, who will serve as the backup point guard. And, well, he talked about his approach to the upcoming
5: season. I'll A different approach that I've been in all the teams, of course, Keep doing what I've been doing, but of course on the scoring area, I think I have improved and I have more um, tools to use out there where my confidence is high coming from a great Olympics and keep uh, playing the same way that I was playing, aggressive, but at the same time, the point that we need, controlling the tempo of the game, knowing where everybody needs to go, uh, running the right play, knowing that if Evan or Kevin haven't touched the ball in like two or three straight sessions, We need them to get involved. So there's a lot of things going on that I've been doing really good on my career and I keep doing it, but uh, at the same time, keep being aggressive. And of course, Ricky is going to add an awful
0: lot as far as veteran leadership and helping this team grow. And he was asked uh, how team
5: growth happens. With building good habits, having a like a good coaching staff where they emphasize and knowing where we're lacking and how we do the mistakes and Every team is going to do mistakes. Are we get better and learn from those mistakes? Are we going to get tired as soon as things get tough and go back to the basics, or are we going to keep thinking about the same philosophy and go to uncomfortable zone where uh, sometimes we don't even know if that's what we is <laughs> good for us? But through all the data and all the study that they did during the summer, can we keep that uh, in tough moments during the season?
0: Boy, great stuff from Ricky Rubio, a terrific veteran addition to this Cavalier basketball team. We'll see him in action for the first time tomorrow night in Chicago when the Cavs open up the preseason against the Bulls. Well, speaking of the Bulls, their radio play-by-play voice, Chuck Swirsky, is up next on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers radio network.
1: Jump pass and open right side, three, bam, big money shot, Lowry marketed with 25. and works it on smart, right wing three, yes, what a shot by Markenden with 33. Market pressure gives it up left side, Levine, open three, nope, marketed with put back with the left hand, got it, that's a career high, 35 for Lowry Marketing. And we welcome you back,
0: Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn, along with Jim Jones. And we'll see if our guest gets that excited about a Lowry Market in three ball tomorrow night when Lowry's wearing a Cavalier uniform. Chuck Swirsky, the voice of the Chicago this Bulls.
1: is so, Tate. <laughs> hey, by the way, before we talk Bulls, again, condolences to the Tate family, to Tim and Jim. And the Cavaliers organization, we all love Joe and um, think about him all the time. So just thoughts continue to be with and positive thoughts with the family. Because I remember one of Joe's greatest calls was a whammo with Jim Jones on Kevin Cooner.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you went way, way, you went way into the dark but, hole. Time to get to by by, that by that the out.
1: way, Jim, <laughs> Kevin Cooner was a big man out of Iowa. Yeah,
2: I and, remember Kevin.
1: Uh, and and I'll
0: leave it at that. Yes, <laughs> yes, he was big. Well, Chuck, uh, you're becoming big. you're becoming quite the regular on Cavs HQ. So uh, we appreciate you stopping by, and we thought it would be appropriate with the Cavs and Bulls opening up preseason play tomorrow night uh, in the United Center. And I got to tell you, Jim and I are excited to get back out on the road. Uh, it's ironic that the last road game Jim and I did before COVID was in Chicago. And so our first road trip uh, in a year and a half will be right back in Chicago. But uh, looking forward to seeing you and everybody at the arena tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I know we have, you know, guidelines. I have no idea when I step into the arena what to expect because we did our games from the second level for home games. We never went down on the floor, obviously. We didn't have any contact with players. In fact, I have never met the general manager, the new vice president and GM of the Chicago Bulls. I've seen him on Zoom, but I'm looking forward to getting to know him. I met Billy Donovan the other day for the first time. I haven't met any of our players, so this is going to be brand new for me. And so, like, you're going to be on one end of the uh, scores table. I'll be on the other, so I'll make sure and text. (laughs)
0: Well, you said you haven't met the VP and GM or met him for the first time, but boy, uh, a busy guy during the offseason. This is somewhat of a new-look Chicago Bulls team that we'll be seeing and calling tomorrow night. Chuck, uh, just talk about some of the additions, Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, of course, and uh, Derek Jones, who came to Chicago via that three-way deal in which Laurie Marketon ended up with the Cavaliers.
1: Yeah, you're right, Tim. You know, the Bulls picked up everyone with the exception of Dean Memminger. So <laughs> I, I think... <laughs> but all kidding aside, I mean, this was an extremely active offseason. And Tim and Jim, you've seen the ball club play. I mean, we, from a relevant standpoint, the Bulls had to do something. And not only do something, they had to make it where this club can go into a game thinking they can win. Not saying they didn't think they could win the past, but now you've got veteran players I mean, Vucevic is an all-star. DeRose is an all-star. Ball is a really good-looking, young, developing player. And on top of that, Levine, you won't see Patrick Williams tomorrow, Kobe White, they're injured. But, you know, Caruso coming over as a free agent from the Lakers. I mean, this is a ball club that, at least from the standpoint of saying, OK, like, we have some pieces here. And and I think the, the ownership has really poured in a ton of money on many levels. And so I think the future, at least here, there is light at the end of the tunnel after, you know, because winning 25 games, 31 games, 34 games, whatever, it's just not good enough. And you can't be good enough if you expect the fan base to buy in.
2: Yeah. What do you think of Billy Donovan? Because evidently, he was able to change management's uh, idea about bringing in talent. Because, you know, you guys have always brought in a piece or two, but this is a wholesale change. Talk a little bit about Billy. Well,
1: I think, you know what, Jim? I think it's it's the philosophy and the mindset of Billy Donovan. The players certainly have bought in. They respect him. Um, you know, some of the players on the Bulls were recruited by Billy Donovan when Billy was the head coach of Florida. I mean, he was in the mix for these players. So yeah. he does have a background with relationships. Then, of course, with Oklahoma City, because as you know, Jim, when you played, um, guys around the league talk, and they talk all the time yes, they do. about yes, they their do. teammates, about coaches, about just the the training staff, everything. And the players love Billy, and that's important. Now they respect him, obviously, but I think the front office, this new front office uh, with uh, Arturus Karnashovas along with Mark Eversley, they have really you know planted the seed with ownership, saying like. You know, we got to get back to representing the brand of the Chicago Bulls, and the Reinsdorf's have certainly stepped up big time.
0: Again, we're talking with Chuck Swirsky. He's the radio voice of the Chicago Bulls, joining us here on Cavs HQ. Chuck, I think it's fair to say here in Cleveland, uh, the bar's being raised. They expect this team to compete and play meaningful games in April with a playoff berth on the line, perhaps. What are the expectations in Chicago?
1: Well, I think the same thing. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at your Cleveland ball club. And by the way, Lowry and Denzel, wonderful human beings, terrific people. Um, You know, I hope they have great seasons. And I mean that sincerely. And, you know, I love JB and I just think that what they're doing in Cleveland, very similar to the bulls, as far as the nucleus and the core Cleveland, obviously younger. Uh, But I mean, I'm looking at the Cavaliers roster and I'm seeing guys, I mean, I love Garland. I think Darius Garland's going to be the best player in this league. And I love Sexton. And you just keep adding, Mobley reminds me of Bosch. When I was in Toronto doing games, Chris Bosch was drafted. In fact, he wore jersey number four. And I see so <laughs> many similarities with Mobley's game that I did with Bosch. Bosch came in the league at 18.
2: So um, I think the future is very bright for both teams. You know, one of the things, you know, when we talk about both of these teams in transition. Think about Swarski. You know, the old the old profile of the kind of player that we used to have and the new NBA, well, it's also happened to coaches. You know, you have a different kind of coach because of the youth in these lineups. Just talk about how the league is transitioning. You know, we talk about the three-point shot. I know I'm getting long here. You know, I know that we talk about the three-point shot, but this game has changed, Swarski, since since uh, you came in the league, hasn't it?
1: Well, I mean, you know what, Jim? I'm dating myself because I remember watching my first NBA game, and I'll never forget it. Uh, I grew up in Seattle, and the Sonics were an expansion team, and they played the old Baltimore Bullets. (laughs) Wow. And the Baltimore Ball Club, they had Earl Monroe, Kevin Lockery, Wes Unsell, Jack Marin, Gus Johnson. And, you know, the Sonics were going with guys like Bob Rule and Tom McSherry.
3: Guys, oh, I'm I remember sure, those. Jim, that mm-hmm. you're
1: familiar with. Walt yes. Hazard was on that yep. ball club then traded for Lenny Wilkins. But the game has changed, and I'll tell you where it's changed. People can talk about three-point shooting, and obviously that that's an element that's come in, in play. But from a physical standpoint, the players are so fast and so strong and so big and so tall that you know you look at a roster – from the mid '60s, even mid '70s, to you know, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, and you look at it and you're you're blown away. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: you know, I'm a proponent, and Tim, I'm I'm going to say this. I know it's radical. I think they need to widen the floor.
2: No, I agree. Really, that's interesting. I agree because there is so much congestion down there that uh, that the people want to see the, the three-point shot. I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm I'm not going on on a limb because Curry already said it. He's a proponent of a four-point shot. I could see that because the range of Lillard and Curry and some of these guys is unbelievable.
1: Yep, yep. I mean, Trey Young is is coming down the floor, and shooting a rock from the Hawks logo. Yeah, and and that's that's just past the mid-court line. And I I'll tell you what I appreciate about the the beauty of the NBA is that. I want to see a player that's so creative off the dribble that has the space to do what he does well. Yes. And, again, you know, you look at some of the great stars in the NBA and you think to yourself, you know, this is worth the price of admission, seeing somebody's skill level so good that they can display this on a nightly basis. And I know that that was something like that came from left field, Tim, about widening the floor, but it's either that or I'll tell you another thing that will never happen, to go four on four.
0: Wow, now you're really altering the game at that point. Interesting. That'd be fascinating. Well, on that note, we're going to kind of let that yes. simmer in our brains a little bit because that's really I love it, Chuck. I love it, Chuck. <laughs> I love it. It's going to happen. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah, that's some interesting interesting thoughts there. Well, my friend, we will see you tomorrow night. Uh, looking forward to seeing you face-to-face and obviously uh, look forward to a fun season ahead. We appreciate you stopping by. Hey,
1: listen, Thank always you, a pleasure, guys. I can't wait to see you in Chicago. Sounds Thank great. Thank you, sir.
0: Chuck Swirsky joining us here on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Jim and I will be back. We'll put the finishing touches on this week's edition following this time out on the Cavaliers Radio Network. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Great to have you with us on this week's edition. Again, the Cavs start the preseason, first of five games tomorrow night in Chicago when they take on the Bulls. But as far as this week's edition of HQ is concerned, all sorts of people to thank. Of course, I want to thank the folks from Cavs.com for letting me sit in on the Wine and Gold scrimmage stream on Saturday afternoon. That's where we got some of that great sound you heard earlier in the show from Kobe Altman and Greg Buckner. So I want to thank those guys. Of course, a great big thank you to the dynamic duo on the other side of the window. Marty Allen, Kurt McLaughlin, as always, job very, very well done. Jim Jones, a great big thank you to you. And, of course, the biggest thanks goes to you, the listeners. We'll talk to you again tomorrow night from Chicago when the Cavs take on the Bulls. Until then, Tim Elkhorn saying thank you very much for listening and so long, everybody.